When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. I don't know what the front office will do if he has a good season, frankly, because they could end up in like that no man's land where they're not in position to draft one of the you know, the two studs next year in the draft. You never know who's available these years, these days. But realistically, will they be able to upgrade from Cousins next offseason? I question that. However, he will probably command a lot of money. Talking Kirky Boy and Vikings on her podcast. Yeah, I mean, she just kind of laid out Vikings history right there, which is they could, if they're not careful, they could be caught in no man's land where they're pretty good, but not vying for one of the top two draft picks or quarterbacks. She. She said it specifically for 2024, but really it's most years in my life watching the Vikings. That's pretty much where they are. The overall storyline of the Vikings right now that I can tell going transitioning from 2023 to 24, if there was a slogan, if you had a Viking slogan, it would be options open. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's smart. It's smart of them. Exactly right. So, all right, boys, we're going to do a Feedback Friday on a Thursday here because we're going to do much more of a schedule. So the schedule, by the way, as we record this, there there are what appear to be completed versions of a Viking schedule, but we're going to talk about all of that on our live schedule special tonight on this Thursday night on the Purple Daily YouTube channel at 7. So we'll let it all kind of piece together officially, and then we'll do, we'll pick the schedule, we'll do a dive in, and then we'll do even... More discussions tomorrow off the schedule. So today is a Feedback Friday on a Thursday presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League and one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of what you love at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL. Thank you guys for making this Purple Daily one of the most Popular football podcast in America, according to Apple uh, National Football Podcast rankings. Still kind of mind-blowing that we pop up in the top 10 on a pretty regular basis. So thank you, guys. Um, all right, here's the first question here. And by the way, uh, there's there's another Dalvin Cook log on the fire from Diana Rossini, who's saying kind of the same thing that Doogie's been reporting and others, that all signs are pointing to a Dalvin Cook Vikings breakup of some kind here in the coming week. So we did a breakdown of that on our other daily show, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. You can find that there today. But let's start with Bad Dad Joke. He chimes in via the Scorner app, the feedback tab. 
While it seems the talking heads have anointed the Lions as an NFC contender, I can't help but think of a few simple facts. One, the Lions have never won the NFC North, ever. Their last division title was when they won the NFC Central 30 years ago. Yep. Wayne Fonts, Barry Sanders. Fact number two, no one in the history of text messaging has ever sent a text congratulating <laughs> the Lions or your fellow Lions fans for winning a playoff game. Their last playoff win was 32 years ago, and the first phones with text messaging weren't sold until two years later. That being said, lifelong Vikings fan, it wouldn't surprise me to see both happen before we make it to a Super Bowl. Should we pump the brakes on the Lions' optimism? 100%. Okay. Yes. Yes, we should. They're starting the season. They're the Thursday night game against the Chiefs to start the season. I know. But we definitely should because you know what? This team is, it, it appears to be improved. It appears to be on the right track. But there's expectations now, okay? And this is the first time that there have been expectations for this franchise in how long. And I will remind you, just in a, just in a nutshell here, a, a very small thing to point to. But if you guys recall, in week three last year, the Detroit Lions had every chance to beat the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. Dan Campbell went for it on fourth down all game and got it a ton. It was just gutsy. It was fantastic. It was Danny Campbell football. And then at the moment of truth, he decided to attempt a field goal, okay? Danny Campbell. Danny Campbell. So let's look. Let's look at all of the things that could possibly go wrong when there's expectations. Um, and that's a very interesting thing to, to explore because it's one thing to overachieve when, hey, it's the cute lions. Oh, man, they're better. Oh, this is great, right? But then when there's expectations, things change. So do I think that they're going to stick? No. Do I think that they could be good? Absolutely. Am I pumping the brakes? I am pumping them <laughs> as hard as you can pump those brakes, gentlemen. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, the Lions over under win totals nine and a half so far from FanDuel for the season. Nine yeah. and a half wins. Um, and even if you really want to get more in the weeds of that, it's minus 122 on the money line that they will hit that over. So it's more likely that they'll hit the over than it is that they'll go under the nine wins, which is plus 100. Now, both those are kind of coin flippy odds, but still there's more odds that suggest they will hit um, over nine and a half wins. Jared Goff was awesome last year. That offense looked really good last year. And I know they've tried to make um, some additions on their defense and, and to sew up that area because that will a lot like the Vikings. Their defense was obviously their Achilles heel. I don't I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it for a second. Um, they might be able to get to nine wins. Hell, maybe only 10 wins gets you the division this year. Uh, I don't think this division is really that good either in the NFC North. But no, I, I'm not scared of the Lions. I have to see it throughout the course of, of a full season. I will say I think I think there's room for two things to be true here. Number one, people are a little too quick to crown the Lions something that they aren't yet and something that they've they've failed to be for well, I was gonna say thirty years, probably more like fifty or sixty years. Yep. Seventy years? Nineteen fifties? Like when's the last time the Lions were fifties. Fifties. So yep. seventy years, right? Yep. So I think we're. I think there's some people that are just like, oh, Bill, look, they're going to take what they did last year and blast off. I have questions about Dan Campbell, some questions about the defense, obviously, but um, they do have a really good roster. And I think the second thing that can be true, while maybe people are over-pumping their tires, I do think Vikings fans are taking the Lions too lightly still. 
Yeah, I hear a lot of Vikings fans mocking, oh, but Jared Goff is their quarterback. Jared, go look at Jared Goff's numbers the last two years compared to Kirk Cousins' numbers. Go look at Jared Goff when he had weapons and a good offensive infrastructure with the Rams, right? He put up crazy good numbers, helped take his team to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, Jared, I think Jared Goff has a lower floor than Kirk Cousins, but those guys both playing at their best are actually pretty similar quarterbacks. So let's be a little bit objective here and say that, yeah, maybe people are too all in on the Lions in some corners of, you know, uh, NFL circles. But Vikings fans, don't don't just think that they're still the dumpster fire garbage Lions because that's what we're used to. This is a good, dangerous team. And even though Dan Campbell's kind of a football buffoon, they seem to be buying what he's selling for the most part. Yep. And I, I think for like the last 10 years or, or so, they have definitely been competitive at times like they they won what two or three consecutive games here at one point so yeah they're competitive i just think it's a leap to be like oh they could be fantastic like would if i was the league would i put them on thursday night against the chiefs probably not but that that being said it also proves that this league now can feed you whatever they want and we'll watch it because i will most definitely be watching the chiefs and lions oh i I love the I love it. Like put put the Lions in a big spot before the shine wears off. I, I love it. Yep. All right. Ben Ben Reimler for Feedback Friday here says regarding the report that the Vikings were interested in moving up to take Bryce Young, do you have any concern that this is a move straight from the Derek Falvey playbook? How many times have we seen the twins broadcast just how close they were to landing a free agent or making a big move just to settle on a longer shot option? It seems like the Vikings maybe did this. Hey, look how aggressive we were set to be, and then they settle on Jaron Hall. I actually disagree. I think the, I think the Vikings are whether it, maybe it didn't happen this year, but like I think the Vikings are primed to be very aggressive when they need to be. Yeah, I definitely agree. And look, I think that they are. So I get the point. I didn't think of it in that way at all. I sort of like it because it it's a, a definitely a creative point, but. I think, again, I'll go back to what I've been saying. I think the Vikings are very much in the exploratory phase of the relationship of building a roster. So, like, do I – the Twins thing is a little bit different, in my opinion, because that's ordinarily big-name free agents that they're not going to get. This is draft picks, and can you go, go up? And do I think that the Vikings made a bunch of phone calls? Absolutely. So – until the Vikings screw the pooch here, I am very much in the camp of this is very interesting to watch. But I'm not really going to sit sit here and be like, well, if they couldn't get in the top three, bleep them. Like, we don't know what the plan is here. And to our point, too, the plan might be Kirk comes back. But Could I be. still – but I like the fact that they aren't just saying, you know what, okay, let's just – let's sign Kirk. Three more years of Kirk. I like the fact – that they are controlling, and this is not anti-Kirk. They are controlling the situation, in my opinion, for the first time in a long time, as opposed to allowing the player to dictate it. Yep. Eric Wozniak chimes in and says, Hey, I wanted to make sure you heard that Score North is being ripped off again. Oh, boy. KFXN Radio's Common Man is doing the first ever mock schedule on his show this week, earlier this week. And giving no credit where credit is due to Judd Zolgad. Great job covering Minnesota sports. Love listening. Keep it up. Wow. Wow. Well, it, it's what happens when you innovate, right? You know, someone someone has to take the lead and take the initiative and innovate, and then others copy. 
And that's just Judd Zolgad's entire career. An I innovator consider, who gets copied. I consider Dan a friend, so it hurts a little bit. Mm. It's going to take me a second. I didn't know that, that this was done. I think those um, guys might have also stolen Packer Ventline at one point a few years ago. Yeah. Now, in, in full disclosure, I think we, not completely on purpose, they did the Augusta thing before us. So we stole that from them. And so I think we stole that from them. Okay. So like the Augusta thing, well, which, by the like way, we was need to great. steal something else. Maybe we could steal. What if we did like a bracket and we took people's, I don't know what the word is, um, bad takes or something. Mm. Their old takes exposed. Silly statements. And we did like a, like a bracket. The silly, the silly statements uh, bracket. But yeah. are certain like entities ex- like ex- excluded from that? Like, can we not exclude certain <laughs> other ones from it? Or like, is every, yeah. is it all encompassing, you know, national, local, like you know, like, like where, where do we draw or just a line? Certain, or, or yeah, like, so we don't like, want to upset anyone. And would we take KFX ends? Because, I've gotten. Oh, I don't know. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed tweets. to mention those guys. Oh, I've gotten man. so many tweets saying that's a Zolga, that's a preposterous statement, and people think it's a rip at me. They could load their back, own bracket off of ours, and I tweet back, "No, tell them to use me. I like uh-huh. that, but they won't do it." Let's see here. Connor Nichols chimes in at some point before the draft in 2024. This is some reckless speculation from Connor. Okay, I think. Anyways. At some point before next year's draft, the Vikings will be linked to discussions regarding a trade for Kyler Murray. I'm listening to Judd talk about KOC's willingness to draft a smaller quarterback due to the rumors of the Vikings moving up to draft Bryce Young. If the Cardinals stink this year and as bad as they did last year, they will be looking to pick up a top cheap rookie quarterback and will need to offload Kyler before the 2024 draft takes place. Would you have Mm -hmm. any interest in... Final no, one, Kyler Murray. And I don't think that Kevin O'Connell would, based on what we have heard about Kyler's background as far as paying attention to the playbook and things like that. Yeah, he's just, he's just kind of a... Call of Duty. He's a obligations. Push, he's not a yeah. leader. I, don't th- I think that the Vikings would be potentially interested in his abilities, but I think KOC puts a very high premium on... on the ability to take control and learn and lead and things like that. And if what is going, if what's been put out there about Kyler is true, he does not enjoy that part of the game. Yeah. It's tough to, he doesn't seem to have the, the instincts and the, the obsession with football and leading that you probably have to have. It just feels like there's a little something missing there. Yeah. He's a, he's an incredible athlete um, and dynamic when he's, when he's, when he's on, but, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of it. I, I don't think I can commit to him, to Phil's point. I don't think he's a really good leader either. Um, I'd be out on that. I'd rather just go draft someone. And the contract. The contract. The yeah. contract's too much. All right, Sports Granddad Steve chimes in here. Sports yeah. Granddad checking in. I've been a Vikings fan since 1961. As I listen to your various podcasts, I've heard your discussions of great Vikings quarterbacks. Fran Tarkenton's a given. You mentioned guys like Dante and Tommy Kramer. Joe Cap's recent death made me think he should be considered. Even though he wasn't a very skilled passer and only played with the Vikings for three years, he made a great impact. He was the final ingredient the team needed to become a Super Bowl team in 1969. He brought leadership and enthusiasm. He led by fiery example. Um, you know, sports granddad, we can't do the Joe Cap conversation justice, but Patrick Royce did a good job 
on his Royce Unchained hit with us here today. You can go find that Royce Unchained podcast feed. It'll be up on the Score North YouTube channel too. So Pat saw him play, and and he had good and bad things to say about Joe Cap. <laughs> yeah. But he started off ripping. We're like, oh, let's talk like, about oh, the legendary God. Joe Cap. He's like, he wasn't really oh, that good. <laughs> dummy. <laughs> he wasn't the smartest didn't guy. See eye to eye with everyone. But, uh, yeah, there are some good anecdotes and stories in there. I mean, I think there, the one thing I will say is just anecdotally hearing from some of the, the guys like Sports Granddad Steve, the guys who grew up watching the Vikings in the 60s and 70s, and there's a lot of you who have found this show on new media, and we appreciate that. We get more notes about Joe Cap than Fran Tarkenton, and it's not close. Anecdotally. I, yeah. For some reason, people felt a greater connection to Joe Cap. You know than why? Tarkenton because he got dirty heart and soul guy, heart and soul guy. Tarkenton is a very interesting guy to discuss because he was well. One, he I, I think he was far more unlikable than Cap was because the thing with Cap was, you know, he, he once knocked out a Browns linebacker at Met <laughs> yeah. Stadium in the NFL Championship game. He knocked the linebacker out. But the other thing too is, and this is where Tarkington is a really, really a fun conversational piece. His style was so far ahead of its time. It actually makes him one of the few quarterbacks from back then that fits into today's discussions. Yeah. Like if you think about it, mobility, but you know, I I mean, if you go back and look at at QB play back then and QB stats, right. It's really hard to discuss like Joe name with, with, with Brady or something. Cause they, it's, it's a different game, but Tarkington actually started to play a game that a lot of guys play now. Joe Namath, by the way, the most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. Guaranteed that win, though. He had like guaranteed thirty or forty more interceptions than touchdowns. Had but yeah. had the guaranteed win. Had a couple. Good well, and the stats are unbelievable. I, I mean, Terry Bradshaw's first three years, he'd be out of the league now. It is hilarious. Yeah, he was. I didn't. Didn't he have interception like a, machine up here? Terry Bradshaw. Seriously, so, he'd be benched and wouldn't play again. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, interceptions were not. They were like punts. He was like, oh, whatever. We're going to punt anyways. And missed kicks. 19, yeah, yeah 1970, kicks. Terry Bradshaw. This is insane, dude. I know. He completed 38% of his passes, six touchdowns, 24 interceptions. 24 interceptions you to wouldn't... six touchdowns and 38% completions. Yeah. And they won three games. They were three and five in the eight games he started. But then, like, his first three years were all rough statistically, Yeah, right? he, had, he had 13 touchdowns, 22 interceptions yeah. in his second year. But, he, but his completion percentage went up. But, yeah, the NFL is full of hilarious numbers like that from the <laughs> 60s and 70s. Uh, before we get to some more feedback here, and we also have a random Viking of the Week, let's shout out our friends at Manscaped. It is summertime, okay? Yes. Let's keep it clean All right. above and below the belt here. All right, guys? Sun's out, and you know you've been kind of, you might have been hiding that chest a little bit, you know? I might have not been taking care of the chest hair, which is important. I know Zolgad has a little bit more of a problem than old Dex tweets there. Someone actually uh, also emailed in saying, Judd looks like Nosferatu with, the, with like his Nosferatu. white complexion. He needs yeah. to get... Needs to get some more sunlight. Oh my gosh! No, I think Judd, I look whiter and more pale than so does Declan than Judd. Yeah. Well, I've got some skin thing though, where where yeah. I I lose color. Like I've got that on uh-huh. on my hands too. So I'm afflicted. So you just made fun of an afflicted person. Yeah. How does that feel, uh, guy? Well, random you, guy. See this and that. Yeah, but you're clean like, shaven so though. There. You're clean shaven from yeah. that from that beard trimmer from from our friends I mean, at Manscaped, which is huge. That's very true. 
Manscaped's great. Whether it's in your jawline or above, <laughs> waistline or below, you know, your number one draft pick, in my opinion, is our friends at Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com, check out with any product you want with promo code PURPLE, and you will get 20% off plus free shipping. Free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com with promo code PURPLE. They help us out here at Purple Daily. Appreciate them. Uh, go to manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping, promo code PURPLE. A shout out as well to our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. So Power Lodge, Miller Marine, now uh, with all sorts of Benningtons, these pontoons get out, float on the lakes all summer long. We call it throttle therapy. If you're still reeling from a disappointing playoff loss a few months ago, maybe you do need to get into one of these Benningtons, Judd Zolgan. Absolutely. You know, summer is is short, but it's sweet. So, And what would be sweeter than if you are watching this right now, being out on one of those Bennington's. I mean, look at this thing. I think of pontoons and I think of old school, right? This is new school. These things are absolutely perfect. There's going to be a time period now where you can be on the water enjoying life. And what better way to do it than in one of those Bennington's? Yep. So uh, you can go in person to one of the many Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Anamia, Ramsey, or Miller Marine in St. Cloud. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. Thank you all for supporting our partners on Purple Daily. It helps. That's the number one thing you can do is support our partners and uh, help us keep the lights on here. So, all right, Frank Bella chimes in here. Once again, you guys absolutely astound me. Intelligent people often say foolish things when they think with their emotions. No doubt, your antipathy toward Kirk Cousins. Antipathy. Great word. Antipathy. I don't think I know what that means. I don't think I've heard that word. Hold on. Is it a word? I've never heard yep. of that word. Yes, and it's a word. What does it mean, Judd? I'm going to look it up for to, to get the exact definition, though. Deep-seated so. feeling of dislike aversion. or aversion. Yep. Very, well fundamental very well used. Very, very well used, Frank. Wow, Frank, dude. Frank, that's good. It's a great word. I'm going to really mix that good. one in. Yep. Uh, no doubt your antipathy toward Kirk Cousins senselessly blinds you to the fact that the Vikings are a championship contending team this year. Don't get me wrong. As a Vikings fan, I have negativity in my DNA, but you guys speak matter-of-factly as if the Vikings are a seven- or eight-win team. Well, the market has them as like a eight-and-a-half, nine-win team right now. So, Frank, if you feel very strongly, go to Vegas, go to wherever you need to go. Uh, they are a 13-win team that had one major problem last year, Ed Donatel. Even with last year's roster, they could have been the two-seed and probably would have won two playoff games at home but not for the disaster of Donatel. Okay. Um, there's more to this email, but get a grip. Enjoy our beloved Vikings. See if they can get to the Super Bowl with this team. Skull from New York City, Frank Bell. Great word, Frank. Thank you very much. Um, Antipathy. I, I will say this. Dealing in, in might-have-beens and maybes is not what we do here. We deal in what you did. And that is why, and it's not antipathy, it is consternation that we have with a franchise that has never won a Super Bowl. Well, you also keep in mind, so when you say they were a 13-win team with one problem, I think the counter to that is they were an historically lucky 13-win team. Now, sometimes do you make your own luck? Absolutely. And the Vikings made a lot of their own luck in the fourth quarter by just being precise, Mm -hmm. situational football. And that's one thing that they preached. But if you ran back that season again, and the Vikings had basically a break-even point differential for almost the whole season, 
if you ran that season back again, would they really have eight fourth-quarter comebacks? Or were they more like a nine- or a ten-win team that just kind of had an anomaly run with fourth-quarter comebacks? Are they going to come back right. down 33 points at halftime against the Colts? So like the, their process was more of a of a nine-win process, and they got to 13 wins. And every season in the NFL is very different. The schedules are very different. So I would just be really careful thinking that because they won 13 games and their defense was bad and their defense should be better, that now it's a linear progression to 14 wins and NFC Championship game. Like, that's not how the NFL works. So that's kind of what we're bracing for here. Mm -hmm. All right. Did we – have we ripped on Kirk much too? I I feel like aside from from a few – offhanded comments about fourth and eight against the, the Giants. I feel like we've been very open to Kirk's return potentially. Like I, I don't feel like it's been a, a bash Kirk type of past few few months. I mean we talk about him a ton because he is the most important position in all sports and he plays for the Vikings, but I don't feel like we've done a you know a lot of ripping of Kirk Cousins there, in the last few months. There's a certain group of Vikings fans that if you don't deify Kirk Cousins That's it. Okay. and bow down to him Fair enough. and point out how amazing his career has been and how unlucky he's been, saddled with bad coaching, bad defense, bad this, bad that, that if you don't speak about him as one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, that you are a Kirk hater or that... So we, I, I just... Okay. I almost just dismiss the 10% I was just of curious people or whatever we, that... If if we were showing a hatred towards him, because I feel like in recent months we we have not, and we've credited him with what was not a great statistical year, but eight fourth quarter comebacks yeah, is super I, impressive. I agree. So. I feel very very comfortable with our, and, and, okay. and it's funny because like I think we have different stances in some ways on Kirk too, but um, but we're we're pretty much aligned, and I feel I'm, I feel very comfortable. We praise him as he needs it. We poke holes in the things that need to be. Listen, when you've been in the NFL for as long as he has and you play that influential of a position, when your teams have not really had any meaningful playoff success, you really only have one big regular season, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of that comes back on you. And we've explained a lot of that stuff. Uh, Christy Owens chimes in and says, I adore Score North. I discovered you guys last Vikings offseason. I have consumed every episode since. I'm also a teacher. This is my 27th year as a teacher. It's Teacher Appreciation Week this week. I would love to hear shout-outs to all of your favorite teachers you guys have had. Let's be honest. They earned it. Thank you for being the realistic voice for Minnesota sports. That's awesome. Do you guys have any teachers in your past that you would like to shout-out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got two that I I will uh, shout-out. My fourth-grade teacher who's passed now, was her name was Martha Bishop, one of the best teachers I ever had just unbelievable and she was so she she was a veteran teacher by the time i was in fourth grade so she was like already had been talked about a lot and so the anticipation of man i'm gonna have this uh great teacher was high and she was unbelievable and then in high school i had a guy uh for um a shakespeare class his name was sylvian sylvian sundrum at benilde he was great too (laughs) he was hard on people but it was great mm-hmm. and and like he made shakespeare fun to, to learn and he also would tell you like if you turned in a, in a paper you know as a junior or senior that was not great he he basically be, be like you know you are not going to make it in college which he was right about me but anyway <laughs> um so those are the two teachers that come to mind for me and by the way thank you 
thank you, thank you, because those jobs are hard jobs, and you don't make nearly enough. Yeah, they, I think they get harder by the year. All right, Dex, do you have any teachers yeah, you want to shout out? I have a few. Uh, uh, first, probably Mr. Schlickabeer at Central. Uh, Mr. It, Schlickabeer. Mis, mis, Mr. Name. Central was even his nickname. Uh, I believe he retired the year we graduated high school. Um, uh, Jack Schlickabeer was uh, the kind of, he was an English teacher, but he was also the liaison for the broadcast news class at Central. And um, that's what got me in really into media. And same thing with Judd, pushed me a lot, pushed me at times where I was ready to absolutely freak out at him, but it was because he really cared and knew that there was something in there. The only honor award I got on Senior Honors Night was Broadcaster of the Year, and I was also the last. Wow, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I was the only. I got a little awesome. pin, but I was also the last of the So I had to sit through like two and a half hours of, of all these Honors Nights, and then I was the last one. And he, he got up there and he goes, all right, there's one more thing to give. It's, it's to Declan Goff for broadcast of the year. And he goes, you know, you better watch out for this kid because he might be the next Don Shelby, which I found absolutely hilarious. Because <laughs> um, even Legend, though at man. the time I wanted to go on the TV, but it was, I, first, I certainly wasn't like I had my heart set on it. Uh, he was a, a big instrumental person into getting me where I am. Same with Mr. Reinhardt, who was the co-liaison there. Uh, and then the last one would be uh, my history teacher, my advisor throughout most of high school, even like I've... I've uh, gone to a Twins game with them. He's actually randomly neighbors with our friend Chris Long, uh, Mr. Brigger, Andy Brigger. Oh, wow. Yeah, he golfs with Chris Long all the time, which is just in a, a crazy awesome, small world. Uh, he, he was there for me for a lot of different things that were going on outside of school that I really appreciated and was, was always a, a good guy. So to kind of echo Judd's point, man, yeah, there was a lot of good teachers. I loathed high school, to be honest. I thought high school was the biggest oh, waste of time in the world. Really? I love my friends. I've, I'm actually, I'm one of the weird guys. I have like, eight to 10 friends that I still legitimately keep in touch with from high school. I love my friends from high school, but the experience I thought stunk. Uh, but some of those teachers really, I thought made the difference there that really did help me out even to this day. You know, what's funny. I, I loved high school, but I don't have, I think a lot of people, I don't really connect with the people that look back. Like those are the greatest days of your life. And those are days that you long to go back to. Like, I don't have that feeling about it. I had a, it was a, a great four year run. I don't so my 20 year reunion is coming up in August. Buffalo High School class of 2003. Nice. Oh wow. And I but I feel like the the social wow. media era like Facebook it's made it it's made it less uh less of a novelty thing cuz you kind of you can you're you can kind of keep track of people, you see photos of people in their lives stories, and stuff. Though. Yeah, but it's just Drink not a few beers, pat them on the back, laugh about 2002. Sure. And that's, and I may go do that, but I think like previous generations, you literally don't know what people yeah. look like. You don't, there's no, there was, cause there was no Facebook or anything unless you're talking on the phone of these people or see them if you live in the same town. So, but I had it, I had a good time. I feel like God, I have like a hundred teachers I want to thank. Now I'm glad yeah. that Christy did this. So I'm just, I feel like I'm going to, I skipped a bunch myself. Did you actually, you know, it's all start in college. One of my favorite college teachers was John Rash. Judd, actually, I'm pretty sure. Didn't you Spoken speak in one of my classes? I think, yeah, I think I spoke at one of them, and I think Neil Justin, my friend from yeah, the Star Tribune, talked. He He's really good too. Like, like he he would like go and talk at Rash's class like three times a year. I think. Yeah, he was. He uh, actually Neil Justin was the first guest I ever booked as a radio producer because I met him in that class, and we got him on the Sludge and Lake show on K Fan to talk about a new nice. TV show that was coming out or something like Entourage. So John Rash as a as a journalism teacher at at the U of M, and then I had so I had great teachers in high school. Um, Ryan McCallum was 
my yearbook. And I think there was a journalism class in there too. And Ryan and I, Ryan invited me back a couple of times to speak to like yearbook and journalism classes and just taught me a lot about Ryan sometimes would get mad because I would complete an assignment and then just like, just like be dawdling around on my computer or something for a week while other people finished their yearbook. I was kind of an overachiever in the writing classes. Classic. I remember him like, I do, don't you have something you could be doing? I'm like, I'm done with my article. <laughs> it doesn't take four weeks to write an article. I don't know. Right. Um, Vicki Carey, who was just, she, she taught like the AP or the college and the schools writing classes. So I got to take mm-hmm. like an AP journalism class in high school. And I'll never forget. She pounded into our heads, trim the fat. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder to write short than it is to write long. Be yes. concise. Say it in 500 words instead of 2000 words. And she was yep. just, just a great, great teacher. Uh, Nancy Eink was my Spanish teacher. And I remember we were in her class during the nine 11 morning. And just the way that she handled situations like that was awesome. Uh, my band, I, that's right. I was in band and sports. I was one of like four people that was like varsity band, varsity sports and, uh, and concert and jazz band. So Lee Chesbo, Allison Hazeman, two incredible band teachers. And Matt Lubin was a science teacher and baseball coach. I think he's now, I want to say he's the principal at Buffalo middle school, but, uh, I feel like I'm missing a bunch of people, but anyways. You always appreciate your teachers. Appreciate the best teachers, teachers you ever had. They're, they're, they're the all best amazing. Teachers you and there's you more ever too. had. They're all amazing. They all uh, they all help shape Macadac at Buffalo High School. Um, let's see. Alex H says really enjoying the offseason content so far. With all the talk about the UDFA's like Ivan Pace and Andre Carter, I think it would be helpful if you guys could walk us through the UDFA. Pro- you know what? Let's do this. This is a longer thing, Alex. Let's do this on on the Mackie and Judd one tomorrow because I think. Uh, that would be a lot of people like, what are this UDFA process? Some of these guys get more money than they would if they were drafted. Yeah. We should go over this one Better tomorrow. Deal. We'll save that one for tomorrow. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Let's get to a random Viking of the Week here, actually, boys. I think it's time to bust out the random Viking of the Week, presented by our friends at Aquaside, Declan. You're going to be competing against Judd here, but first, mm-hmm. let's pimp Aquaside. Oh, I can't wait. We're uh, Memorial Weekend's coming up. In a couple of weeks, can't wait to get up at the cabin. Yeah, maybe put the feet in the water and whatnot. It's it's finally warming up. And uh, as I step in that lake and maybe throw a football around as I enjoy a surly or a nice beverage, I'll, I'll be nice to know at the bottom of that lake, it is an aquaside lake. There's no lake weed. There's no algae. You know, sometimes you step in that lake weed lake for the first time. Well, what am I stepping on? And you don't Ooh. want to step in that algae. It kills the vibe, right? We can get these aquaside pellets that can help take care of that. In fact, aquaside will help you dissect what exactly is in your lake or pond. What, what, what is it? Algae? What type of weed am I working with here? They'll help you work with it to remove it. You can buy these products at aquaside.com. They're located in the Twin Cities in the White Bear Lake area, but you can buy their products also at aquaside.com. Bada bang, bada boom. It's the Random Viking of the Week here. We've done 83 Random Vikings of the Week over the past couple of years. Judd has a 52 to 31 lead all time on the combination of me and Declan, or Declan and me. Some previous recent Random Vikings include Mike Tice, JT O'Sullivan, Christian Ponder, Ontario Smith, and Mick Tinglehoff. 
I'm going to throw out the clues today. Declan versus Judd is the matchup here. I'll throw out a series of clues. You guys get up to three incorrect guesses each, or you're eliminated. You can ask me questions I can refuse to answer. No cheating, no Googling. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Let's do this. This random Viking of the Week originally hails from Chicago, Illinois. Chi-Town. That's right. Any guesses? I think Judd's got it. Give me another one. <laughs> this random Viking of the Week played college football in the Big Ten. Napoleon Harris. I swear to God. Great guess. I love the aggressiveness. Napoleon Harris was my guess. I, I really thought it was. I oh thought he was my, from Chicago. Oh my Oops. God. Okay. So All right. I will. I'll give you this big clue early. Okay. This Viking was partially responsible for one of the most noteworthy moments in Vikings history. Okay. One of the most noteworthy moments in Vikings history. Yep. Uh, I think I can say that. You phrased that very weird, too. Notorious moments. You didn't say game. You didn't say play. You said moments. I stand by my phrasing. Yeah, I know. That's excellent phrasing. This random Viking of the week played in 116 career NFL games. And 11 playoff games. Wow. That's career, though, right? you said, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 11 and one. He played 11 playoff games in one season, actually. I'm just kidding. Mathematically, that's impossible. You said 116 games? 116 regular season games, 11 playoff games. Okay. According to a newspaper article I found on the internet... This player describes himself, or at least once described himself, as cerebral and learned to play chess as a youngster. Can you go back and read the Viking, the third clue again? Sure. Yes, I can. This random Viking was partially responsible for one of the most noteworthy moments in Vikings history. Oh, God. So, no, okay, so that's not what I was thinking. If we had a pie chart no. for just this moment, you could argue he... Eh, if it was my pie chart, I would give him the second biggest chunk of pie. But you could you could even debate it. You could debate that he would get the biggest chunk of pie. But that would just be my pie chart. This random Viking of the week is currently an NFL assistant coach. All right, I'm going to take another guess. I think this guy went. I think this guy played in the Big Ten. I'm not sure of his birthplace though. Is it Chris Dishman? Judd is aggressive Judd here. The noteworthy moment was not the Monday Night Football. Okay. Randy Lambeau right, field. I'm down to one That's more. A great guess. Uh, 
right, this random Viking, and Judd's down to his last guess. Declan has not used any, so we'll see yeah, how Judd is, plays this. this. Does cut, Judd want to keep is, being aggressive? Yep, this is crunch time this, right here. If Judd gets it wrong, Declan wins. Right, by default. Straight which up I've wins never by done, default. Which I've, ne- which I've never done before. Yep, there's no prove it. So Declan could just sit there silently and let yep. I mean, this is interesting. Yeah, oh, really this interesting. is, yeah, 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 yep, yep. Declan has a lot of leverage here. I don't think Dishman's an assistant coach, but I, it was worth a guess. This random Viking of the week was a walk-on in college. He was not highly recruited. He was a walk-on. I really like that. But eventually went on to, uh, in his, I think this was his final season in college, actually had five catches for 80 yards against the Gophers in a game. Five catches for 80 yards against the Gophers. Crazy. That wasn't enough to get him drafted. He was undrafted. Had to start his National Football League journey undrafted. But not as a Viking. He did not start his career as a Viking. No. He did train with Don Beebe leading up to his pro day and the draft process. You guys know who Don Beebe is, of course. Yeah, He's yeah. the father of Declan's favorite random Viking, Chad well, Beebe. What you got? Um, oh, God. You said he had how many catches against the Gophers? He had five catches for 80 yards in a game against the Gophers. It was one of his better offensive performances, I would argue. But you have not said what position he played yet, correct? No. I have not. I feel like you're creating an assumption that's very dangerous. Especially or for a man, man with, or maybe I'm playing man, this whole thing straight up. Especially for a man with two strikes. Oh, you know what's funny? He uh, let me Gosh, see. Here. I would say that uh, Declan that... wants a guess. I can feel it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I don't have a guess Declan yet. Wants a guess. Nope, I don't have a guess he... yet. I, I had an original one, but I don't think it, it's not this guy. He's not an assistant coach. He once scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure I even knew that before I started researching, but he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Can you tell us how he scored it? Yes, he caught a pass. I'll give you the coaches. His NFL coaches, he had three of them. Okay. Bill Belichick, Brad Childress, Andy Reid. Greg Lewis. Declan guesses Greg Lewis. And he's correct. Oh, nice. Let's go, Dex. Oh. I didn't know he caught a yeah. touchdown on the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, oh. But for the he did. Eagles. For the Eagles against the Patriots. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Declan pulling Greg Lewis. So, Declan, yep. dude, Declan's on a three-game winning streak That's against Judd yeah. with Greg That's Lewis, hot. Percy Harvin, and the reigning, defending Universal heavyweight yeah, that, champion. Yeah, or whatever that, it is. that one I know. Roman Reigns. I'm still protesting that because you didn't give the right name. Acknowledge Declan. Be the ones. Acknowledge Declan. Mm. Big time stuff there. Nice. 
Awesome. Uh, before we go here, Judd, tell the Purple Daily audience if they would like to lose weight and change their lives, where they should turn their attention to here. That would be called one-stop shopping, thanks to my friends at Livia Way Control Centers. Look at the guy on the left, look at the guy on the right, and understand that's the same person. That's right. That's the sports dad. 40 pounds down. And here's the most important thing. Livia is going to help you not only lose the weight, but maintain the weight loss. Their uh, dietitians and nutritionists are fantastic. And join today. Guess what? Receive three months for free. That's right, three months free, plus a free gift during Olivia's Client Appreciation Week, which, by the way, ends on Friday. Special savings, giveaways, and more this week. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Again, three months free, Livia.com. That's where your weight loss journey starts and really stops because you're going to lose the weight and keep it off. All right, boys, uh, tonight, if you're if you're consuming this episode before Thursday night, 7 o'clock, we're going to go live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. The schedule's kind of leaking out already, but we'll get our ducks in a row, and we will break down the full Viking schedule live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, it helps grow the show and spread the word. So thanks for hanging out. Daily Vikings Entertainment, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl, dang it, before we die.